Hey y'all, um, welcome back to Singing in the Middle with Abby Pags. Um, I am Abby Pagrzynski, um, and today I wanted to talk about the first day of school. Um, this is really pertinent to me, and I'm sure to a lot of you, because the first day of school for me is actually tomorrow, August 1st, um, and I'm sure the first day of school for you, um, well, in Indiana we start a little earlier, so it might not be for a little while, but it's probably at least on your mind. Um, so I'm hoping to give you some ideas about some activities you can do during your first day of school. Um, so first off, just to give you um, a little bit of information, um, I always do some hands-on, out of your seat, getting to know you icebreaker activities the first day. And I, I spend the whole class period doing that, so we usually do two activities because my class periods are um, 60 or 65 minutes. Um, so we do um, some really active stuff the first day. And then I choose to do the choral handbook or like my classroom management plan, rules, concert dates, attire, all that good stuff on the second day of class. And you might do that flip-flopped, um, and I, I don't see a problem with that at all. Um, I do find importance in both things. Obviously, you have to go over classroom rules, <clears throat> excuse me, and your concert dates and all that information. I just choose to do that the second day because, honestly, that's not very fun. Um, just to be perfectly frank, at least mine's not very fun. Um, so I like to have the first day be a little more light and fun, especially for my new sixth graders. They're already a little overwhelmed, so just kind of taking the anxiety off of them and just keeping things really light and and just making sure they know um, the comfortable environment that I'm going to create in choir and just to have fun and get to know each other. So that's how I do it. If you don't do any um, getting to know you activities, I do recommend it. Um, you might have a different situation than I do, um, but I do think it's really important to set up that classroom environment from the get-go um, with these kind of fun games. So some games that I do or some activities that I do, just to give you some ideas, um, one is called Paper Plates. Um, I don't know if it's really called that, but that's what I call it. Um, and you've probably heard of it before, and it might be a different version, but um, it's a really cool idea. So I buy <clears throat> the uh, dollar store paper plates, like the 40 pack, and they're super cheap, flimsy plates. Um, and make sure you actually buy paper ones and not the like shiny plates because it won't really work as well with those but I take a single hole punch and I put two holes at the top of the plate and then I take some really cheap black yarn I got it on sale at Meyer actually but I'm sure you could find it on sale like wherever um, whatever store is closer to you um, and I tie a string that would be big enough for it to hang on the back side of me like mid back range um, and I try to make it shorter because I know middle schoolers are generally shorter than me. Some of them are taller than me, but that's okay. Um, and then I pass all that to my students, and the task is to walk around. They, they're wearing the plates on their back and write compliments on other students' backs. So when you're done, you have your plate that's just full of really nice things that people have written about you. Um, I set parameters, obviously, from the get-go. I, I always say you have to write something positive, even if you don't know them. There's probably something you can find that is positive. Like they could just put, I really like your shoes, or I'm really excited to get to know you this year, et cetera, et cetera. I also make sure they know that if they are really good friends with somebody and an inside joke they have with them is calling them fat and ugly, um, to not put that on the plate because even though your friend might get it, someone else might see that written on their plate and then 
think that gives them permission to write something rude. Um, so we really talk through, and that's like a funny example, but we talk through being respectful and kind and how we really want to have like a smile on our face when it's over and, and not feel sad about it. I also tell them, and I walk around and do it myself too, um, that they have to go write on everyone's plate. Um, and I try to really monitor that because I don't want them to just, I don't want anyone to only have like four things written on their plate. I want it to be basically full. And that's really worked well. Obviously, it might not work well in your class, or maybe it'll be great, and feel free to tweak that as you will, but it's worked really well um, in my experience. Another activity that I do um, is like a find something activity, and I've seen it also as a find someone bingo, but it's basically just a piece of paper with a bunch of blocks, like a table on it, and in each um, block of the table, there's written a different thing, like find someone who was born in January, find someone who is wearing purple, find someone who went to the beach this summer, et cetera, et cetera. And I have about 20 of those on my paper. I pass that out to the students. And I tell them that they have to find um, people to sign the squares that, that applies to them. The rules that I set are that you cannot sign your own paper and your friend or um, acquaintance can only sign one square. And the goal is to get your whole paper filled. Now, if you don't have um, 20 people in a class, then you could make it smaller or you could just say as many as you can filled. Um, I do 20 and I, I challenge them to get the whole thing filled. And I usually take one myself and I'm down there doing it too. So. That one goes well. It's quick. Not a whole lot of setup. I have a paper already made if you're interested in that. I'm, I'm more than willing to um, send that to you. So if you'd like that copy, you can just um, shoot me an email and I can get that to you. Um, a third one that I've done is called Blobs and Lines. And this one is um, a great one to get students out of their seats. Um, but... Um, for example, a question will either have them get into different blobs or it will have them line up in a certain order. So a blob example might be um, find students who like the same genre of music that you do. So then by the end of it, you know, you give them 30 seconds to find each other or whatever, and then you'll have five different blobs and you'll all go around and be like, okay, what blob are you? We're um, rap. What blob are you? Country, etc. Um, and then the line one is pretty obvious. Like it would say line up by the number of siblings you have. So I'll usually say, you know, this side is zero, this side is 25, and then they get an order in that way. And I'll kind of check that just to hear, like, raise your hand if you have zero, raise your hand if you have one, and um, so we can all kind of tell our answers when it's done. Um, I really like that one. It can get a little loud, um, so maybe have some sort of signal in between for the next question so they are listening up for that. I also do a PowerPoint with that that has all the questions on there, so if you're interested in that, um, again, just reach out. I'm happy to share that with you, but that's another fun one to get them out of their seats um, and obviously getting to know them too. Third one that I am actually trying this year, I haven't done it before, um, is a teacher quiz. And I'm only doing this with my eighth graders since they know me. Obviously, if you're not familiar with the kids, it probably wouldn't be as fun for them. But I'm going to frame it as like, you know, the most difficult test they've ever taken um, and present them with um, questions about myself. And it's going to be short. This is not going to be a majority one over here, but I am going to... Um, ask questions like what's the name of my oldest sibling and um, what does my husband do for a living and just kind of do more difficult ones than just like what's my first name because these kids do know me pretty well and um, I do want to make it difficult for them so I think it's going to just be a fun um, teaser for them and I, I'm probably going to give out candy to the person who gets the most questions right and again this is not going to be the majority because I do want them to get to know each other not just getting to know me but I think it will be kind of a fun um, activity to get started with. 
Lastly, um, last year I did an activity that I'm actually not going to do this year and I'm still going to share it with you because even though it wasn't my favorite activity, maybe um, you will find some success with it and um, it can work for you. So I did a puzzle piece activity and I actually went to a store called United Art and Education and I kind of assumed that those are everywhere. I'm not positive, but um, they sell blank puzzles. So I bought enough puzzles for every student in my class. This class was actually rather large. There was 56 graders in there. Um, and I split up. Oh, I, I, I broke the puzzles apart. Um, sorry, before I did that, I numbered each puzzle with a certain color, and I numbered it by how many pieces. So I think there was 12 in each puzzle, and I would label it 1 through 12 in blue, in green, in red, etc. Um, then I broke the puzzle pieces apart, and I gave every student a puzzle piece. And after they had their piece, I told them to turn it over and they should have a number on the back that's in a certain color. And they should find the other students who are in um, the same color as they are. So I would announce the color so they knew what they were looking for. Once they found that group, um, I had stations set up and they had like markers and crayons and stickers and stuff that they were able to decorate their puzzle piece and make it um, unique for them. So they had about a couple minutes to do this because the puzzle piece was small, so this really didn't take very long. Um, and then after that, they shared their puzzle pieces with the people in their group and explained what they put and just kind of told a little bit about themselves. And then as a group, they had to put their puzzle together because it was a puzzle of 12 pieces. Um, so they did pretty well with that. And then um, after that, <clears throat> excuse me, I took those puzzles and I made a bulletin board about it and I had some scattered pieces around it and then I had the completed puzzle in the middle and it said, even though our pieces are different, um, we come together to make something great or something like that, um, but we fit together. I forget. I have to find that quote. Um, but anyway, you understand the idea there. The reason why... I think it's just because the puzzle pieces were so small, but I feel like the kids really didn't um, dive into about themselves. I feel like it ended up being like, hi, my name is Bobby and I like pizza. So I drew pizza and that was about all they talked about. So I was just, I don't know. I really wanted an activity that kind of dove in a little bit more than that. Um, maybe you have a better idea of accomplishing that, or maybe that really works for your group. That's why I wanted to share it. Cause I really liked it. And I liked the end result with the bulletin board. That was a really cool thing that we got to have up all year. Um, but again, not my favorite activity. So maybe you can get something out of that. So those are some ideas of what I do. Um, I also reached out to some colleagues to ask them about what they do. Um, right now, you're going to hear from Ben Waltz. Um, all three of the people you're going to hear from teach middle school choir, so he does as well. Um, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Ben Waltz, and I'm currently serving as choir director at Fall Creek Junior High in Hamilton Southeastern School District. This year, I'll be working with a treble choir, a tenor bass choir, and a mixed choir. Before I talk about what I do on the first day of school, I want to share with you a couple of caveats. First, all of my ideas are stolen from people who are much smarter than I am, and I'm sure most music teachers would agree with that statement as well. Um, I've learned through many of my own failures on the first day of school, and I find myself changing plans on the fly often. Um, and though this activity and the activities I'm sharing with you today are things that I use with middle-level singers. I also have used them with other age groups. The first nine years of my career, we're working with combined middle school and high school situations. And depending on the group, their familiarity with each other, and just their willingness to try something, um, I use the same song um, and the same 
uh, general outline for first day of school lesson plans with minor tweaks. So on the first day of school, some of my goals are to establish an atmosphere in the room, and that atmosphere becomes a place where kids can explore, they can sing, and they can laugh in a healthy and constructive way. I usually save rules for the next few days of school, the second or third day, unless I have a group that clearly has no idea how to function in the choir room. And I have had a couple of groups like that where within the first five to 10 minutes, I realize we're not gonna be able to handle a game today. These kids need to figure out what their role is in relation to uh, me, their teacher. So one of my favorite first day uh, of school games is a song that I learned called Head and Shoulders. I think there are multiple versions of this song. Um, some use a different pitch set than what I'm going to sing for you, but this, the game is pretty much the same. So um, some things you want to do before you start is uh, you probably want to establish a signal for being quiet. Um, some people go with like a, a quiet sign or hands up or, you know, um, I've been known to use a cowbell, uh, especially when we're doing something that's a little bit more rowdy, a bit more fun game like that. Um, and then uh, I usually sing for the kids first and ask them to do the hand motions that I do. So the song goes like this, and I'll explain the motions I'm doing after I sing. It goes like this. Head and shoulders, baby, one, two, three. Head and shoulders, baby, one, two, three. Head and shoulders, 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 baby, one, two, three. All right, so you can probably tell I did some clapping in there. Um, where every time I said head and shoulders, I touched my head, touched my shoulders with both hands. And then between the claps, so you have baby, and then one is with your right hand, two is forward with your left hand, three is pushing forward with both hands. Um, it becomes a partner singing game, like a partner clapping game, similar to like patty cake. Uh, and the kids, some kids will pick up on that immediately, some kids won't, but it is important that they do right, then left, then both. So once they get the motions, then they start singing the song with you, and then the game can begin. And I use this as a mixer, so I'll say something like, find a partner and discuss with that partner your favorite food from the summer. And so you give them about 30 seconds to chat, make sure they know each other's names, and then you start the song, and everybody does it together. There's usually a little bit of chatter, usually a little bit of laughing. But then you announce they need to find a new partner, and with that partner, they need to discuss something else related to summer or what are they looking forward to this school year or what's their favorite thing to listen to what's um, their the their favorite movie any get to know you question where they're going to be um, mingling with each other and you do, do this a, a number of times as the teacher make sure that if it's an odd number that you're playing every time as a teacher make sure that kids are not choosing the same partners every time or rotating between um, a circle of three friends or whatever just make sure the kids are actually using this time to get to know people that they wouldn't actually get to know. But each time you sing the song, the words don't have to stay the same. So maybe your group is advanced and they nailed it the first time. Okay, let's move on to the next one. It would be knees and ankles, baby, one, two, three, touching your own knees, touching your own ankles, then going clap. Always returning to the clap pattern. Um, other versions of the songs, we've got knees and ankles. A fun one is hands and elbows, baby, one, two, three hands and elbows, just because it adds in some more clapping. Um, other fun ones, uh, rock the baby, baby, one, two, three, rock the baby, baby, one. That's holding a baby, rocking it, and then clapping. Uh, the one that I always end with is the loudest one, the one that will cause the most chatter, um, and that is round in circles. Round in circles, baby, one, two, 
three because eventually you have to spin five times in a row. Um, so a little bit of safety, watch your room if you have built-in risers or teeters in your room, just encourage safety. Um, some tricks to the song, um, whatever set of words you're using, so if you're using head and shoulders, you say it a total of seven times. Um, and I, even after teaching that song for years on the first day of school, I still count on my fingers every time I do it just to make sure that I'm not straying from the original song. So that's a fun get-to-know-you activity. The kids are up out of their seats. Maybe that's not what they're used to from their other classes where they're just sitting looking at rules. Um, and then I always try to have some sort of written or survey type activity where kids are getting a chance to express themselves uh, privately. And so I will usually do either a piece of paper with um, questions or a, an online thing on Canvas or Google that will ask them questions like, what is your name? What do you prefer to be called? How does your name appear in Skyward? Um, what type of music do you listen to? What's your favorite song? What are you most looking forward to about this school year? What have you heard about being in choir with Mr. Waltz? Um, I also will ask them questions like, what's your the best part of your summer, and I will ask them what was the worst part of their summer, because they're still carrying that with them on their first day of school. Um, and then I will ask questions like food allergies, languages spoken, um, and then I give them the opportunity to say, hey, is there anything else that you would like Mr. Waltz to know in order to be a better teacher for you? Some kids are very serious at that time, others are not. Um, and then I usually try to end up with something funny, or you know, like if it's a paper, I'll say something like on the back of this paper, draw a picture of you and your favorite moment of summer break, just to see what kids are doing. And you get to know who your more creative kids are. But then I just established that that's a way of communicating with me because we'll do similar activities maybe twice in nine weeks where kids get to write about what, how things are going in the classroom, how things are feeling. And, I, or, and then I try to be as intentional about pop, as intentional as possible about incorporating things that they've said to me in those surveys into things that I'm doing in my classroom. So if I notice, hey, everybody saw Jurassic World over the summer, I'm gonna talk about how I saw Jurassic World over the summer the next day as well, so that we're starting to build some connections and can have some um, fun conversations that might, may or may not be music related. So that's a look at what I do on my first day of school. Um, I hope that you get something out of it and I wish everybody the best as we start another school year. All right, some great ideas from Ben. Um, our next uh, person that I've asked to share with us is Cindy Johnson, also a middle school choir director, as you can probably guess. Um, and she's going to share some ideas for her first day activities. Hi, my name is Cindy Johnson. I teach 7th and 8th grade choir at Hamilton Southeastern Intermediate Junior High. I have a 6th grade choir also there, and I have a couple of beginning of the school year ideas for middle school choir. One that I've used for years, and not just in choir, but also in general music, came from a book by Valerie Lippold Mack called Icebreakers. She has two of them now. They're awesome, and there are tons of great ideas um, guided towards choir, but you could use them in a general music setting. You can use them in lots of different settings. Um, there are two that I use pretty much every year, and one of them is, I call it the, um, the song strip game. <laughs> it's totally appropriate, I promise. Um, so you would type out um, uh, different song names, and you want probably 
It depends on how big your group is, but um, the songs, you want like three or four songs. So, um, three, yeah. So let's say you pick Yankee Doodle, you pick Row, Row, Row Your Boat, Twinkle, Twinkle, and um, My Country Tis a You want songs that you know the kids are going to know. Happy Birthday is another great one. Um, and on your paper, you would type out Happy Birthday to you. It's like the first line of the song. And you want five of those. So five happy birthdays. And then you want five, five row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. And then you want five, my country tis of the sweet land of liberty of the icing. Although I found that kids don't really know that song, <laughs> at least the ones that are coming to me. So just, you really want to pick songs that you know that they're going to know. Um, it makes it more complicated when they don't know the song. So you have, depending on, let's say you have a group of 20 and um, you want them to end up in groups of four or five. So uh, you're gonna want five or four or five songs then, and you um, cut those into strips and put them in a basket. Mix them up really, really good, and then uh, as kids come in, they take one out of the basket. They're not supposed to tell anybody what song they have. It's a secret, so they keep it to themselves. Put the strip back in the basket for another day. Um, then uh, on your go, everybody is supposed to start singing their song. And they have to find the other four or five people in the room that have the same song. So it's cacophony for a while. Everyone's singing. Some kids are yelling. It just depends on how strict you want to be with it. It's really supposed to be just a fun um, game. Not necessarily using proper vocal technique. It's just a get-to-know-you game. So um, the only rule I put on is that you can't speak it. You have to sing it. So kids will try to start, just walk around and, and speak the name of their song. Or if they keep the strip, they try to show each other um, so they don't have to sing anything. And so I recommend you put the strips back in the in the basket so nobody has their strips. And then, and then you walk around with them so that you know that they're actually singing. So then when they find their people, then they walk around together to try to find everybody else. So you say, you should have four people in your group, or you should have five people in your group. Um, and then once you find those people, sit down. And if you want to, you know, find a winner, if you want to just have them sit down and introduce themselves, sit down and tell each other what they have for breakfast, what they're looking forward to today, whatever you want to do with that. But it's an easy way to group students, and it's fun. Um, and you can usually only do one a day, obviously, unless you go and pass the strips out again. But um, that's a really just fun way to either start or end a class with a, just a little get to know you game. And the last thing I do is I have a beach ball and I have taken a Sharpie marker and just written questions all over the beach ball. I usually use this when I take attendance on the first day so that I have a chance to like mark down if a kid wants to be called John and his name's Johnny in my grade book or whatever. Um, it gives me a chance to just make some make some notes or if I wanna remind myself of what the kid looks like so I can remember tomorrow, whatever. Um, so I will say the student's name and then when they um, raise their hand or say here, then I will throw them the beach ball. Uh, they catch it and wherever their thumbs land, they get to pick one of those questions, read the question out loud, and then um, share the answer with the class. I only do like four or five a day. Um, and so I'll take the first four or five on my attendance list. You guys get the balls today. And then tomorrow we'll start here with the balls because um, it takes it takes a little bit more time than just regular attendance would. But it helps you get to know the kids, helps the kids get to know each other, and gives you a second to make any markings that you need to make in your gradebook. So those are um, ideas that I have, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, ideas of others. Thanks. 
And our third uh, collaborator today is Rachel Knapp, another middle school choir director, um, to share her ideas for the first day of school. Hey guys, one of the things I plan to do on our first day in my middle school choir classroom is a get to know you snowball fight. So the whole object of it is kids getting up and getting used to the people around them that are in the same class as them. What they'll do is they're gonna get a scrap piece of paper. They're going to write three of their facts about their life. It could be a trip that they took over the summer. It could be something about their family, about their favorite color, anything that they have an idea that is a fact about them. They're going to not write their name on it because this is kind of the point. So they don't write their name on it. They crumple up the paper and then we have a big snowball fight with the whole entire class. You can make this last as long as you want, just having fun throwing paper at people or, you know, just have kids throw it once, whatever you'd like to do. But after that, um, the students around will pick up a paper off the floor that they see and they'll open it up and they will try to figure out who in the classroom is the paper that they got. So they're reading off the three different facts that they see and they're asking the people around them whose facts they are, trying to guess the person that it is. And this is something that you can do multiple times to get multiple people used to each other. You could search around and find the person that matches and then you could also crumple it up again and do another snowball fight and have kids get, get to know other people in the class. After all of it's said and done, I plan on having the kids sit with their partner and then also explaining their um, facts of the person that they were partnered with for the end of it. It seems like a really fun way to get the kids moving, get them talking to the people around them, people that they might not usually talk to, and just a fun way to start the whole school year. Thanks. All right, I really want to give a shout out to Ben Waltz, Cindy Johnson, and Rachel Knapp um, for taking time out and recording those for me and sharing their great ideas, not only with me, but with you guys. I don't know about you, but I'm uh, already rethinking what I'm going to do, and my first day of school is tomorrow, so I can't really rethink anymore, but I just love um, hearing all their great ideas, and um, I hope you guys got something out of that as well. I really want to reiterate what Ben said earlier about um, stealing ideas and how his ideas like weren't really his. Um, I think that is all what teaching is almost. I mean, there's tons of creative pe people out there, but we all kind of steal and share and edit for our, our own classes. And I think that's the whole purpose of my podcast is um, stealing is, you know, has a negative uh, connotation, but just sharing those ideas and it's okay if an idea that's not yours works for you. But um, I liked his point because so much of what I'm telling you is what someone else told me and I may have tweaked it, but it definitely was not my original idea. <laughs> um, so hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, good luck on everyone's first day of school. I hope it goes smoothly and um, your year goes well. If you have any feedback for me, please leave a comment and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. And thanks you, thank you for listening to Singing in the Middle.